Hello, and welcome back to yet another edition of the Triple Eight Podcast. I'm PJ. And I'm Molly. Uh, and last week, the hat was a little uh, unfriendly to me. I felt like I was slighted. Uh, and I feel like this week should be better. I'm feeling the luck of a draw. How are you feeling this week, Molly? I'm feeling terrible as always. I really do not like the idea of the hat, but th- that's okay. We we did this to ourselves, so we will suffer the consequences. Uh, ready or not, it's here happening, it comes, baby. It's and happening. The, it's happening. Was it? Oh god. <laughs> oh, that was so bad. That was a terrible joke. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not happy. Wow! Story. Look at us go alternative voting systems you know this is something we can have a solid conversation about clock starts now all right so okay how so so what we've got (laughs) is there's good and there's bad and but what we mean by alternative is anything that is not how it is done in the u.s anything like that so so the system the u.s has oh wow we are both doing it at the same time look at us go um (laughs) Great start. The system the U.S. has is called first past the post, which means you get the most votes, you win. Sounds simple, right? Because it is. Hooray. Yeah, and that includes runoffs. So, like, two people get the most votes in a runoff, or in a general election, they might go to a runoff, and then whoever gets the most votes there, 50% plus one, boom, that's it. Mm Mm-hmm. So, sometimes there's a little bit of an issue with this. Maybe not as much here because, you know, there's really only two things to choose from yeah. either the one the one that's blue or the one that's red that's fine and dandy but what if you have more than one party like in the uk so you've got like a bunch of parties competing in an election to try to elect an mp uh and then you have eight of eight of yeah. them and, and they're and, all just competing for the same seat and there uh, stupid things happen uh very stupid yes. and nonsensical things happen uh people who get uh, 15 percent of the vote uh can win whole seats it's, it's... Yeah, imagine that. Imagine getting twenty uh, percent of the vote and saying, "Well, this is the most, so you win." And I know one of the big ones people talk about when it comes to European politics is like a uh, a, pr- a voting by preference system. So the candidate you have the most preference for, you give four votes to the one below that, three votes, oh. the one below that, two votes. The I like that. that I like vote. that a lot. Uh, that one, I think I think that's a lot better. Yeah, that one gets a lot of buzz. Um, the thing is. I'm I'm a little bit partial to how we do it in the U.S. just because I think there are, there are a lot of things that the U.S. does right that a lot of other countries don't do right, like uh, just kind of the idea of trying to sort it down to like two people like a runoff. I think runoffs are good. <laughs> I think. I mean, why? Because it's just less complicated, or? Well, I think a runoff forces. Um, people to try and come to a consensus and compromise about things whereas if you vote in like an election in the uk where someone can win like 18 percent of the vote and still win a whole seat i think that that leaves a lot of people feeling alienated whereas when people choose to vote for a candidate in a runoff you get like a kind of sense of okay at least i was able to find something to support and get behind but i think that's exactly where that sort of ranked choice voting system comes in to benefit you because if you have sort of, we'll take the UK's example as in like, that is the first pass the post system that does it the worst. Yeah. They suck. Single member constituencies, which is one person for one seat awarded to one first. area. Yeah, yeah. With first pass the post, the worst. Yeah, Whatever. 100%. Um, if you have those and you do ranked choice voting, 
you can have say if only 18 if the first place candidate gets 18 percent all right then you eliminate the last place and you give them their second choice and that sort of starts filling in the gaps so that eventually you'll have most people with maybe not the candidate that they were the most enthusiastic about but at least a candidate that they don't really hate i mean yeah but on the other hand, couldn't that work just the same way as the current system does, where different people, like a wide swath of people in a district or like um, a representative district could give, like one person could give their four votes to like someone on the complete other side as the other person. And then in the end, doesn't that eventually balance out to the way it would have been before? No, I mean, I, I don't know if it would balance out to the way it would have been before, because I mean, a, a lot of times... This is for multi-party systems. You have you have a lot of parties that might be either regionally specific, or you have parties yeah. that might have certain. Um, they might align with the other parties either ide um, ideologically based on economics or on uh, certain issues like immigration or um, some of the more sensitive ones. Um, so if you have those, and sometimes those don't all intersect. Like you have in. The UK, you have the Liberal Democrats that are, on an economic level, more closely aligned with the Conservative Party yeah. because you know they're hands off. Let's do it. The let's do it. You know, just let the let the game play itself. But on social issues, they might not be as aligned with the Conservative Party. And it's interesting that you bring that up because I think that goes into another method of alternative voting, alternative political systems, and that's coalitioning. Because, as you said, there are a lot of parties in the UK or all across Europe and the rest of the world where parties aren't necessarily linked with each other, but there are regionally specific parties. Like, you have the Scottish National Party and a party like Sinn Féin in Northern Ireland that aren't necessarily related to each other, but have common ground and so, like, coalition together sometimes. And I feel like that's something that the U.S., can't really learn from because of the whole two-party system but i mean the whole idea of having multiple political parties i mean i think that'd be i think that'd be interesting I well let's talk about parties that sit because Sinn Féin just doesn't sit like they they yes. don't they don't go and, and what he <laughs> means by that is that uh whenever Sinn Féin wins seats uh they hold them in absentia so they do not appear in legislature out of protest uh, good for them because they but, want you know, Irish unification. speaking of europe because, you know, this is the place where these things happen. Um, proportional representation is another, you know, sort of alternative system that I think has the potential to work pretty well in the U.S., even if there's only two parties here. Because, you know, there's the whole issue of, I know, I, yes, I know I'm going to elaborate. You... <laughs> yeah, no, of course I'm going to elaborate. Come on. See, PJ was telling me to keep going because that's not Yeah, enough. but I wasn't so gonna... saying it so the transition would happen smoothly. Oh, well, very good. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. No, no, I am an enemy to anything smooth. Um, <laughs> but continue your explanation of proportional voting. Nails for breakfast. Um, so, you know, in the U.S., there's the big problem with gerrymandering. So you have candidates, two parties, one seat per congressional district. Cool. You have all the issues that go into it, and you can sort of chop up and make it so it's not entirely representative of the state's population. But if you have proportional voting within a state, you just say, okay, here are all votes for the state. Blank per uh, this number percentage voted for the Democrats, this number percentage voted for the Republicans. And then 
You can award the number of seats in Congress. I'm, I'm using this at a federal level because it's much easier, an example that way. Um, you can award the seats into, in the House based on the percentage of the vote the party got in the state as a whole. And I understand that that, take, that proportional representation takes away the whole, the members are supposed to be in touch with their own districts, that's fine. But it also might give you the added benefit of you know, more representation where you might have, you know, well, sometimes the numbers don't add up. Well, I think there the problem comes in in that oftentimes because representatives are so closely linked with their districts or because specific districts can have certain makeups, like a district can be more African-American than it is white, then you get not just different parties, but also special interest districts that like really like cause people to feel represented. So if you do something like proportional representation, all of a sudden... You're giving at least an American the time politics. Is up. All, of, all of a sudden, the time is up. Oh. Well, let's get to the next topic then. Huh? No, that's a shame. You know, really, really sad. But uh, you know I, I, but I'm feeling I'm get the ball rolling. We're doing well. That was actually productive. What a good civil conversation we yeah, had. We, we haven't had a productive as conversation citizens in a long time. Ever, we've never had a productive conversation. Now we still those don't exist. Oh, probably not. Ah, uh, we got. Aha, uh-huh, there you go. Uh, Moonlight deserved it. Yeah. Yeah. Start now. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it did. Yeah. It did. Yeah? And That's it. You want to end it here? And I, think, and I think in order to fully like <laughs> explain this one, we have to look for just the rest of the list. I think I'm I'm doing that right now. See, I'm thank doing. you for... I'm pulling her up. Wow, really, really doing it behind the scenes. Because like, but yeah, first of all, the whole La La Land fiasco, I mean, that just sucks that that's the way it happened. But yeah. honestly, you really, you really should, even if, even if it's just, oh, why didn't they read it correctly? It said it on the envelope, it said it on the thing. Well, it said it in really small letters. I don't know if you've ever seen, like, the layout of the <laughs> Oscar winner yeah, card. Yeah. It's actually ridiculous. It just says it in real big letters. Best picture goes to, and then it's like the runner-up, and then on the bottom it says it in tiny letters, like, oh, the winner was Moonlight, actually. <laughs> <laughs> La La Land. Uh, and then that, that scene's, like, impeccable. Just the guy goes up on stage, uh, Moonlight. <laughs> like, freaking. And then he goes, La La Land. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, we lost. I'm sorry. And then everyone's like, huh? Also, like. I've been watching that. I, almost, I was really sad. The candidates that year, like, listen, there are a lot of movies there I like. But realistically, nothing that measured up to Moonlight. Um. Okay. No, that's not entirely fair either. So okay, there was Manchester that's by the Sea. There was Manchester either. by the Sea, which I loved. I loved. Which was a terrific movie. The most, the saddest movie I've ever seen. Like every second of that movie is just oh, okay. depressing. Oh, okay. No. I, it's what? That's true. But it's not the saddest movie you've ever seen. I mean, like, are you kidding? In terms of like me feeling terrible the whole film, yeah, like for Schindler's all- List. Well, no, Schindler's List, there are parts of it that are beautiful, parts of it that are, like, inspiring. Manchester by the Sea is just, like, depraved. Like, it's just, like, life <laughs> sucks, and life keeps getting worse, and then you try and date the girl, and she hates you. Like, it's just... And Casey Affleck did great. No, all props to Casey Affleck there. There was also oh, Casey figures. Affleck is a king. Oh, a movie I did not see. Have you seen it yet? No. Neither have I. I honestly, I saw the trailer, <laughs> and I was completely disengaged. I'm like, what? Neither have I. Whatever. My dad loved it, though. They didn't. <laughs> <laughs> now you're going to say, oh, no, I saw it, and it was great. And then, nope, just neither of us seen it. Oh. Bye-bye. I saw Ridge. 
That was that movie was overrated as hell. Listen, listen, listen. Andrew Garfield killed it in Hacksaw Bridge. I thought he did a great <laughs> job, but like realistically, it's just like there have been so many World War II movies. Like that movie was Hacksaw Average. I mean, really, just not a not a standout. It, was, it wasn't it was the best picture. Right. Right. Like, no, uh, there was nothing. a rival Good movie. Oh, Arrival is terrific. Never saw. Oh, it. I love that. I love that movie. If you want non-linear storytelling and Amy Adams kicking ass, that is a movie for you. Oh, you should watch Enchanted. For me, I I've seen Enchanted before, but this is Amy Adams and she kicks ass in like space with aliens that talk a weird language and they do. Why are amazing. they here? Why are they here? We don't know. We don't know. But they just arrived, and then the movie happens. So Have I'm you not seen Lion? Spoil it for you. Lion? Yeah. Have you seen? Yeah, Lion, Lion was the one about um, the adopted kid. Yeah, with Dev Patel. It was super good. It was super cute. It was a wholesome movie. Listen, I really liked it. I'm a big Dev Patel fan. Like, I mean, Slumdog Millionaire, uh, the best exotic Marigold Hotel, which if you haven't seen, is just the most heartwarming British film ever. It's just all about like old British people in India. It's it's unbeatable. It's really a wonderful. Oh, well, I would argue that the Downton Abbey movie is also heartwarming and very, very aggressively British. But if you haven't seen the show, you won't no, understand. Never Jack. seen it, but that's you not what we're talking about. We're talking about why Moonlight deserved it. Uh, and then I'm shouting out. There's okay. the ultimate challenger from that year, La La Land. Okay, well, relax, relax. We have to discount the other ones that had no chance. Fences. Um, actually, no. Hold on, that's not true. The other movie, the other two movies did have a chance. Hell or High Water, which I didn't see, was apparently super good. But like, never saw it. Did you see it? No. Okay, next one. Fences. Uh, Fences was literally. Oh, Fences was so good. Didn't Fences see it. Fences was so good. I mean, it's a play, but they put it to screen, it's and it's literally just it's Denzel Washington and Viola Davis demolishing it. Like they're so good. Like they're they always out, demolish it though. Outrageously good. Like, but they are. They're, they're outrageously but they're good. They're always so good. Like. Exactly. I just want Viola Davis to act forever. Like, just for her to be in every movie. I don't need her. I don't need it. It doesn't have to be all about her all the time, even though, like, it should be. But And I'm convinced so Denzel Washington will act forever because he does not look a day above, like, 45. Like it's, no, I don't think he ages. I don't think that's something insane. that happens. It's kind of insane. And then mm -hmm. there's the ultimate challenger, La La Land. La La Land. Oh, I can't say enough good things about it. it I was, really can't. It was really good. I mean, just brilliant. And I mean, people it, try and take away from Ryan Gosling singing and dancing. Listen, I thought he killed it. And Emma, thought he killed it. Honestly, the, the, criti the criticisms, mm -hmm, the criticisms there on that. Oh, they're not professionally trained singers. Yeah, they're not professionally trained singers. So the fact that they did that is pretty crazy. Like, yeah, and they danced. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> to me, it's like a lame cool. situation. Like, listen, I get that the lame is no. wasn't that great, but like, Anne Hathaway Dang. does not like do that naturally. Like, and she okay. did it, and she did it. So give, okay. so give Emma Stone, give Ryan Gosling the credit because they put in the work for it. But like, realistically, Moonlight just had so much going for it. Well, hold on. Before you do this, you you put Les Mis and La La Land on level terms. Oh my god. Uh, no, no. Sorry, no. Anne Hathaway absolutely deserved the Oscar for those 30 minutes. And honestly, 
if it had been less than 30 minutes, I think she still might have deserved it because she was incredible. But that's that's it. La La Land had a much more fluid story, a very wholesome one, a very nice, like, melancholic ending where it's just like, oh, look, everything that could have happened, and then, oh, wait, it didn't actually happen. And just Damien Chazelle and Justin uh, Hurlitz, the score, I mean, the composer and the director working in sync like that, like they did in Whiplash, it's just something that's so satisfying, and I really, really love it. And I listen to that soundtrack all by itself, like, a hundred times. <laughs> it's so good. But, you know. Listen, I'm a Hugh Jackman fan. I'm a Hugh Jackman fan, so he was, he was, I loved him in Les Mis. I loved him in The Greatest Showman. I'm going to like what he does. Like, got to give him that. But, but, like, that was it. But needless to say, there's, it wasn't meeting Moonlight. It just wasn't. No, no. I think impact. Moonlight. I mean. It just, it was such a strong, strong movie. Like it just, it delivered a message. It was a coming of age story that wasn't cheesy or cliche. It was like conflicted and unique. And, and like, it just looked so beautiful. And one that takes like such a grungy, like underground setting and made it so gorgeous. I mean. It's gritty. It's not a smooth movie. It's, it's like stunning. not a movie that you feel comfortable. But it's stunning. And it's all. Oh, aesthetically and that movie was shot in miami and you even like no like that's not how that looks naturally they, they, they did something to it to make it even more beautiful than it already it was, is it was and that wonderful. was great. it was wonderful and i think i think the whole like meme that kind of surrounded that situation kind of i think a lot of the internet like talked oh, about i think i think the time is up and it is well apparently the time is up so the time is up. What a, what a shame shower, that's twice TJ's been cut off. I can shower praise on Moonlight or La La Land or any of those films anytime I want. You're right. You know what? The, hat, the hat's both, right here. Both the hat's really, right here. Let's they're keep both moving. Really great. Let's keep moving. They're both, they're both really great. And a strong third topic. Mr. Worldwide, Mr. 305, oh Miami. Oh, my Pitbull God. Is the third topic. The eight minutes start now. Pitbull. What? Woo! What isn't there to say about this man? Well, pardon me. What I meant to do was... Woo! <laughs> oh, yeah. He Let's trademarked go. it. He, did he actually? I think he actually trademarked it. <laughs> it's like... And if he hasn't yet, he will. That's like the fine because... rose trademarking the word react. <laughs> okay, Which well, they, no. they, they suck. Pitbull's great. They suck. <laughs> okay. Pitbull being Pitbull's great. great. Let's, let's have a serious conversation about this. Because we have seven and a half minutes. Because he's not. Excuse, Excuse you. Because he's not. Okay, objectively, the music, fine. Is good bad. at best. I, I'm aware. I, uh, no, you did not say that. You were not about to say that. I, I will not allow you to say that. I will filibuster for the rest of the seven minutes <laughs> listen, if I have to. No. Just to prevent listen, me from listen, saying listen. it. Listen, I'm from Miami, and I get the pop appeal, I get the pop Latin flair appeal. But, like,. There are better representatives, not just for Cuban music or for Latin American music or for pop rap music. There are better representatives than Pitbull. Okay, fair, but who did it first? Pitbull released music in 2005. Lil John. Uh, that sounded first. like the... Lil John, yeah, real Latin influence there, huh? Latino, Hispanic, and I think Lil John. But like, Pitbull's given up the Latin influence also, now. Who do, you think, who do you think Lil John was doing it with? Lil John and Pitbull yes. have been best friends since, yes. like, I'm convinced the day they were born. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, they've been doing music forever. Forever. Listen. And it's great. I really like it. Listen, Armando has had a great career, 
and I support <laughs> this career. Armando, if you're listening to this, I'm here for you. But you're if using... you're listening to this, I love you. But, and listen, and for the He's cultural amazing. icon that you are, I can't not love you because you're such a representative of like my hometown. But like your mm-hmm. music isn't that He's good. Great. Like, it's fantastic, it's I agree. It's not good most of the time. Like, Ella tiene tremendo. Like, come on. Kulo's a great song. It's, um, it's actually one of the be- It's one of the better songs on that album. And you know why? It's because you remember it. Name name a song that was released in 2005. Go. Like, any song that was released in 2005? Go ahead. I was four years old. Uh, The Wiggles, Fruit Salad, Yummy Yummy. I don't know. That's another song you remember. Objectively, not good, but you remember it. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? You're telling me fruit salad, yummy, yummy, and ella tiene tremendo culo aren't the same? Yeah, the Wiggles one is better. What? Yeah, 100%. I'd much rather no. listen to the Wiggles and Pitbull. No, listen, the Wiggles do not have the adult experience that Mr. <laughs> Armando Cristian Perez has. In addition, they're restrained by their producers, whereas Pitbull is the writer and the singer he he creates his own world and then shows it to us he walks us through it but who's the better representative of their country the wiggles for australia or pitbull for cuba the wiggles could have been from new zealand and it wouldn't have mattered it wouldn't that, have mattered like saying, pitbull is a hundred thousand percent cuban no doubt like, about it that's like saying oh yeah justin bieber could have been from canada or minnesota what would have been the difference like yeah i don't know like right there yeah, but- you said who's the better representative for their country and to be a clear-cut representative for your country you have to like you know okay you have Tell to have me Fidel out. Castro would present to other world leaders and this is our musical export Pitbull like wh- I don't think he would because Pitbull is a counter-revolutionary according to him <laughs> well, yeah. whereas according to me Pitbull is a musical revolutionary <laughs> because that man has got hooks that man has got hits I mean, if you listen to Global War, yes, you know what he one doesn't of have albums though? is called Global Warming. You know what he does. Two have of them though? actually are called Global Warming. Uh, hair. Yeah, hair. He doesn't have that. Does you know what else hair. he doesn't? He doesn't have? need it. You know what else he doesn't have? Um, a lot of like real hip hop crossover appeal. He has a lot of pop crossover appeal. He gets Kesha. He gets who did he have on that? Give me everything tonight. Who was that? Was that Chris Brown? Chris Brown. That's who that was. But like. No rappers collaborate with Pitbull. They don't want to like. Uh, except for Lil John. Oh well, yes, because Lil John gets all the, him all the time. Yeah, the king of all crunk. the time. The king of crunk music. Listen here, don't insult Lil John now, because insulting Pitbull is already a grave sin. If you're gonna insult both Pitbull and Lil John, we gotta fight. Listen, Six feet apart, but we have to fight. Listen, that Kings of Crunk record. I don't know if you've heard it. Solid. Record. It's great. It's solid. Kings of Crunk is really solid. And you gotta give it to Lil John's, yeah, for you know, like doing it, being it's as very influential memorable. as it did, as it was, as it did. But like, <laughs> I would argue that Pitbull's influence has waned over the last five or so years. I mean, he- as an as an artist making music, yes, because he hasn't really made that much music, even though he did release an well, album well, that's last year. He has released albums; they're just like not good because no one wants to. They're hear not Pitbull to the standard anymore. of what it was. But, but, as a cultural icon, I think Pitbull has transcended what is possible, at the very least for, for Miami. Like, there is no better representative of Miami than that man. 
none and there never will be possibly ever again well he represents, like, i don't know how you can like he represents one thing better than he represents miami and that's a uh, verizon uh cell phone service no no it's boost mobile boost mobile it's a boost it's a boost mobile it's boost mobile it's not even verizon no it's boost mobile okay. that can tell you how people is i was gonna say metro 10 years ago, that's 10 years ago that's verizon 10 years ago that's verizon today it's boost mobile and that's fine oh, no. that's a fair point by the way I if understand. we're talking representatives of miami i would argue celia cruz i would argue gloria estefan what i would argue that's much better and i would argue lil pump uh, no, shut up. Low pump, really, really yeah. low pump. Yeah, hundred percent. Instead of pitbull. Yeah. Pitbull. Yeah, yeah. Everyone. You you just said like in my is. mind you said like two equivalent things like like low pump and pitbull are on the same level of like stardom. Well, let me let me inform you of something. Your mind is deranged. What, what sort of cockamamie world are you living in? How many in songs pump pitbull made with Kanye West? How many songs does Pitbull need to make with Kanye West? A lot. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> because <laughs> Big Fat Zero. He doesn't need it. It's, oh, yeah. not, it's not the genre he does. Yeah, but he needs him with Kesha and Chris Brown and Timbaland. Like... It goes from Latin, Latin to pop. Latin pop. Crossover appeal. Like you said, Lil Pump. How many cross... Uh, what, what is he doing for crossover appeal, Lil Pump? Is he going outside of rap? Is he really venturing outside of the You're rap such game? such a freaky girl. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, love it. that's that's not really Listen, crossover. Okay, I, and honestly, I, when I think of that song, when I think of that song, I think of Kanye, not of Lil Pump. Also, Lil Pump is from Miami. What? You didn't know that? No, Gazzy Garcia, baby. Oh, I've heard that before. Actually, I yeah. remember that. But Pitbull, make sure to remind me every song. Miami three hundred five. That's where it's at. Also, Miss all- Worldwide three hundred five. Also, not strictly Every Miami, time. but South Florida, XXX Tentacion. Okay, the, well, we will we will the world. remember him forever, Fall and that is how the time ends. <laughs> that is <laughs> our segment about Pitbull ended with a tribute to XXX Tentacion. That is what a collab very that would have been. Oh my God! Imagine ella tiene tremendo sadness. Oh, that would <laughs> I don't think I would have stopped listening to it. But we do have to stop talking about it because that's how the, the rules do the thing. All right. I think so, this was better you know. than last week. <laughs> oh, God. It was so much better. I really don't want to. See, look, I don't want to can it. See, look, we did you a good you job. Don't want to can record- it. You don't want to can it. He wanted to can no, it like, last can week's it. episode. Like, seriously. He wasn't just, like, on the recording. Like, after. <laughs> no, it wasn't a joke. Like, but, like, after he was like, yeah, can we, like, really, like, can this? And I was like, no. Yeah, no. I was, I was being serious. But, yeah. oh, well, no. We, we got lazy. So. All right. Well, uh, you know. join us next week so you can hear more garbage uh, come out of our mouths for approximately half an hour. Uh, and Yes. And if you'd like other people to listen to it, that's what we'd like. So maybe maybe do that. Yeah, <laughs> tell them. Talk tell about, them about it. it. Tell them about it. Yeah. Tell them, like, hey, look, there's two idiots talking on the telephone. And you'll be like, what? Be like, oh, do you like going to the dump and pouring garbage in your ears? Then hop on, come on in. Like, <laughs> really, it's nice. It's nice and warm. It's bad for you, but it's like fun, right? Yeah. I think it's fun. I think it's fun. I okay, think it's we're done. Bye. Fun. Bye. <laughs>